Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine Podcast Radio. You're about to listen to an episode of Tech Done Different Podcast with Ted Harrington. Do you follow the pack or challenge the status quo? Join Ted as he explores how to succeed by going against conventional wisdom. You'll hear leaders in technology and security tell stories about how they achieve their success by doing things differently. Knowledge is power. Now, more than ever. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Tech Done Different. I am your host, Ted Harrington, and with me today is our special guest, Jonathan Rao, the CISO of Lightspin. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hey, Ted, great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I am very excited to go on this particular rant with you today. <laughs> we were, oh, I am too. We were, we were talking before about the many challenges of third-party risk management, vendor risk management. Both our eyes perked up and we're like, let's talk. Okay, we got we to gotta vent here. So let's, let's focus in on this area. You've certainly seen it from both sides as a vendor who receives these questionnaires and the enterprise who is issuing them. So whichever one of those sides you want to start with, but maybe let's start from the vendor side. What is the problem today as you see it, the principal problem? No, there's many, but if we had to start with one, what's the principal problem with third-party risk management as it pertains to the way questionnaires are handled? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, the, the, the content and the question you ask, it's the questionnaires themselves, you know, as a vendor, no matter the size of your company, right? Like we're post-series A, we're kind of a small Israeli startup in the cloud security space. And just getting in the questionnaires is problematic in itself. Not that I don't like that our prospects and other vendors want to do their due diligence, but mostly that a lot of the questions I get kind of seem to just be a lot for the sake of having a lot, right? I mean, there's there's some standardization within the area. You know, the Cloud Security Alliance has the CAIQ, then you have the SIG Core and the SIG Lite. But typically what happens is I get like a 500 or 400 question thing. It could be in an email, it could be in a Google Doc, it could be in Word, it could be in SharePoint, it could be in one of dozens of different VRM tools I use. And for a typical security program, that's hard, right? Because you're not just draining resources from a man hours or, you know, just person hours perspective from security. It could come from HR, it could come from legal, it could come from DevOps, from platform, from IT. So it becomes this whole community issue that shouldn't exist. And I think the crux of the issue really lies in, you know, folks both on the issuing side and on the receiving side, not really honing in on what services do you provide? You know, what data are you exchanging? Are you sharing it? What's the nature of this data? It's really the context that matters. And without that context being easily classifiable, folks are overly reliant. So they're indexing on whatever VRM tool they're using, if they are using one, or maybe they're Googling and it's like, how do I do a VRM, right? <laughs> and then it's like, hey, give them a SIG, even if they're like a 20-person startup for like, I don't know, delivering Cheetos to like your vending machine, and now you're on the hook for answering it. So I think just how you process the questionnaires and what you actually do with that data, you know, maybe the hidden subtext behind it is that as somebody answering it, it's like, cool, I'm answering it to, do, to capture business, but also this is a third-party risk activity on my own because now I'm delivering evidence and delivering facts about my own security program to somebody else who I don't know if they're actually going to use our tool and that and therein lies a risk on itself. So it's almost like this Ouroboros risk problem where it's like just consuming itself for the sake of doing so. 
So let me, let me ask you about the, there's so many problems within the problem as you've just described it. So let me ask about the, maybe the burden or the context part of the problem. So what I heard you describe is that different vendors are going to be doing different things, protecting different assets for their prospects or for their larger suppliers or vendors that they work with. Yet, they are all being asked to fill out these questionnaires all the same, sort of this like one size fits all, but risk isn't a one size fits all problem. Is that a correct summary of the pain as you are seeing it? Yeah, no, it definitely is, right? So like within this like greater governance risk compliance, and maybe you could even add in audit if you have an internal audit program and privacy into the mix of this, what, GRCAP problem. It's like a lot of the frameworks that you see out there, whether it's NIST CSF within their identity vertical, or maybe it's even high trust, the HIPAA security rule, ISO 27001, whatever it is, there's typically something in there about a supply chain or about managing vendors. And for that, it feels that, you know, vendor risk assessments are a very blunt force instrument and that like, hey, for compliance requirements, I'm behooved to have some way to manage vendors and what better way to manage vendors and just ask them a ton of questions. So it's almost like compliance causing compliance issues where I think VRM done right would be, hey, what is this vendor, right? Are they an ERP tool? Are they an application performance monitoring tool? Are they a studio if I'm a media and entertainment company and they're doing like post edits or maybe they're doing subtitles? All four of those things are different, but because of compliance regimes, I think it's forcing security programs, especially security programs who are small or underfunded or well, both usually, right? Is that it's like, uh, I don't know how to scale this program. I don't have a dedicated lead. So let's just go with the SIG core and just go full send and hit them with it, no matter what their environment or what their context is. So yeah, it's, it's very much a problem not being able to kind of suss out that actual detail of like, what's this entity doing for your business and how do they interact with it? So what do we say to the enterprise who sends that and they hear you and they're like, okay, I get it. You you have to fill out several hundred extra questions that are irrelevant to your business. It's, you know, maybe a waste of your time and you know, that stinks, but that's your problem, not my problem. So how does the end user who's sending you that, how are they actually indirectly feeling that pain? Because you can't use those those person hours in other ways. Like they're paying the cost somehow. How are they paying that cost? Right. I mean, the way that they're paying the cost is like just as much, you know, CapEx expenses I'm burning with the hours that myself and my team are burning, answering these questionnaires and providing evidence, depending on, you know, how stringent it actually is on the inbound. They're doing probably equal, if not more, you know, taking in the questionnaire and putting it into whatever vendor risk management or third-party risk management or even procurement solution they're using at a higher level. And then determining if the answers to the questions are, you know, within their risk appetite and within their risk profile, if they even are. Because a lot of times, you know, I was on the enterprise side and a lot of times our procurement activities, it was like, okay, we issued the questionnaire and then we just took a spot look. And then maybe we had a couple of questions in there, which were like gotchas where, where it's like, okay, if like they don't provide detail or maybe if they answer no to it, we want them to answer yes and we'll drill down into it. But the other questions are just noise. And, you know, I, I, I actually posited this problem on LinkedIn a couple months ago after, I don't know, I probably used at least 2000 VRM tools. I've had things come in Google Docs, Word, SharePoint, emails, text messages, phone calls, you know, whatever it is. And I just had it. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this crap. I really want it to stop. 
And people are like, well, you know, I feel like it's um, security theater, except in the real sense of the world, right? Like we use security theater as kind of like a blanket term to almost, you know, as an admonition against just doing security for security's sake of like this whole hand waving, like, you know, you're doing stuff that really doesn't deliver value. And a lot of the opinions on that post were that like, hey, you know, maybe back in the day in some primordial time, security questionnaires are 25 questions. And somebody's like, well, I wouldn't want somebody to think that I don't take security seriously. So how about 50 questions? And how about 100 questions? And now we're at like 400 questions, right? Where I've gotten asked things like, hey, do you have a policy for, you know, preventing human slavery? And don't get me wrong, like that's a real issue, right? It's like important, the, but yeah. The human trafficking industry is something like billions of dollars market cap, but it's like, I'm a small work from home startup. Like, <laughs> no, I don't actually. And then you answer no to it. And it's like, am I going to get a follow-up from it? And in that case, I actually did it. So it's like, well, how important was human trafficking to the risk profile of that receiving vendor, right? It reminds me of a story where in our security consulting business, we were working with a, um, you mentioned media entertainment and you know we have a lot of customers in that area. And one of them was an entirely a cloud solution. And one of the questions they got on their security questionnaire they received was, where is your safe that you store the physical film that movies are made on? And they're like, first of all, movies aren't made on film anymore. Second of all, we're a cloud, like you can come to our office. There's there's no safe. What are you talking about? But they they that flat they raised a flag because they failed that particular control and it w- created all this unnecessary work for everybody involved because it's like that was a violation of what the requirement was, but it didn't matter. It was not relevant. Yeah, it's you 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 get a lot of those, right? Where maybe somebody has something flagged as like their kind of, you know, claymore mine question in a way. And then you hit that thing and you get filled with security ball bearings and you're all mangled on the floor. And then they're like, hey, you answer no to this question. Why? And it could be something like that. It could be like a physical control. And I can't tell you how many questionnaires, how many hundreds of specific physical asset management questions I've gotten where it's like, yeah, we have a physical location in Tel Aviv, right? So some of it is warranted. It's like, hey, like you use key cards, you have surveillance, you have like a perimeter firewall sort of thing. But then a lot of it is on the SaaS side. And it's like, well, we're SaaS, like software as a service, it's cloud delivered. And you're asking physical asset management related questions about a SaaS app, which you would think would trigger something on the issuing side. Like, hey, this is a bit silly. Maybe we shouldn't ask them like what physical protection controls you have around your SaaS application. But there you have it, right? And and look, I'm not trying to poo-poo other people's VRM programs. I think a lot of it, again, is done at the behest of some other greater compliance regime or because they have to check a box and like, okay, I have this capability and then they don't have a dedicated lead. Maybe they're flexing a resource that otherwise would be in the sock or doing engineering work or doing threat modeling. And it's like, hey, you, you got voluntold. You're now our head of VRM. Have fun. It's like, oh, cool. Nice title. Do I get it raised? No. Issue questionnaires or else. <laughs> and then you have it, right? Yeah, right. You just get more stress. Right. Exactly. Stress on both sides, which isn't conducive to anything except for, well, therapy, I guess. So what I'm hearing you describe is that what would be better from the vendor standpoint would be if questionnaires could I guess, could be customized to the business they're in or be dynamic based on how you answer certain questions, whether or not additional questions within a certain you know branch of a tree need to be asked or not need to be asked. Uh, it sounds like that, that kind of thing would make vendors' lives easier. I think so, yeah. And it would make you know the 
suppose the folks who are issuing and receiving it easier, almost like a questionnaire for your questionnaire. My ideal solution is like almost imagine your own SaaS application, which treats, you know, vendors, maybe it's not a nitty gritty, but if you abstract it up to vendors are just an asset, right? You know, vendors might have a widget that they're providing to you or a service and they're hooking into some area of your business. So you need to treat them like that. It's like, this vendor is an asset. It's con- it's communicating with these other assets. Maybe it's your web page, or maybe it's some portal, some SFTP site. If you're into that sort of thing, some some API, you're transferring data to them in some way or another. And maybe this application for their procurement is like, okay, are you regulated or not? What compliance regimes do you fall in? Does this vendor handle PII or EPHI? You know, what segment are they in of your asset inventory? What parts are they actually connected in, right? You know, almost like how a penetration testing firm would view it. It's like, what's in scope? What API, what website, what widget, what asset, right? And that might make more work at the onset where you're creating questionnaires that are, you know, tailored to this kind of Boolean logic tree. But at the end of the day, you'll get much better signals, both inbounds about like, okay, I understand what this vendor is actually doing, where they're connecting in. And now instead of asking them 400 questions of which only 25 are applicable, why not just ask them the 25 that are applicable, understanding what you know their operational tempo is within your environment. And that helps you, you know, kind of deduce the risks a lot better. And now if you're talking about like a regulated industry, like let's say financial, you know, technology or banking. They even have things like fourth party risk, right? And it's like, how do you prove fourth party risk? It's like, well, if your third party risk program isn't strong to begin with, you have no choice as a third party to that third party to show that your third parties that were in this inception craziness are actually secure, actually doing the right thing. Um, so I think it behooves all of us to be able to, you know, dial into that. And maybe if we're not using a SaaS application, at least as the head of vendor risk or procurement or whatever form you happen to be in, regardless of your insecurity, because a lot of times a legal department or an HR department might handle these responsibilities. They should know enough that like, it's our project. We want to hire somebody or buy something for a specific thing. I should know what that thing is already. And let's, you know, make cognitive questions about it at the onset instead of just doing the lazy thing and giving them 500 questions from a SIG core, a CIAQ, and then deciding whether or not we care about it later. Yeah, I like this conversation we're having because this is a critically important part of any security program, right? And your your systems are only as secure as your you know vendor supply chain, and so this process needs to happen. And I don't think anyone sending or receiving questionnaires would dispute that. Really, what we're talking about is what's the better way to achieve the outcome, and it's not just the blunt way, which is you know, send everybody 500 questions of which maybe at least half of them aren't applicable because that's a waste for everybody, right? It's figuring out how do we do, how do, we do that better? So how can uh, others who receive security questionnaires, so the vendors in this case, they receive the questionnaires they f- and it's not customized or whatever. And it's there's all this, you know, scope of questions that is not necessarily relevant and it's going to waste everyone's time to kind of go down that path how should vendors respond to that should they just fill in you know not applicable should they ignore them should they put some other part of their story narrative into those how would you recommend people do that yeah for sure so i think 
in a broad sense of speaking, that if typically if you're issuing or in the position to have issued a questionnaire to you, you probably have a sales apparatus. Maybe they're inside sales reps, AEs, SDRs, BDRs, whatever you call them, XDRs. <laughs> and that, you know, probably talking to them, you know, as a security leader it, in a SaaS, you know, kind of B2B world, I have a great relationship with my sales leadership, my marketing leadership. And I do communicate to them the fact that it's like, hey, we're going to get a lot of inbound, you know, here's an FAQ I could point you to, to maybe help suss out some of these issues, right? Because typically we will get something issued either because they're a regulated customer or a prospect, or because eventually they kind of burnt out the AE and the AE is like, all right, like just give a questionnaire to our security. Security team, I don't want to deal with this. So that's one way to do it. It's like try to catch it higher up the, you know, the sales funnel to begin with. And the other is just basic relationship management. Because at the end of the day, what is security without relationship management? In some perspective, you're having to talk to other people. And not a lot of people like this. And I don't mean it to sound confrontational, but you need to push back. And don't get me wrong, I'm guilty of not. Sometimes I get them, but I do it anyway because I just want to clear the hurdle. But other times, if I already have a good relationship because of my sales organization, I'm able to push back on them, not so much as like, I don't want to do this, right? Being petulant, but like, hey, you know, is this really necessary? Like, what actual cogent information are you folks seeking? You know, that's one way to do it. And that might not help you, but it'll help the next person down the line. And maybe the next person down the line doesn't get a ton of questions. Maybe they'll be like, hey, like our other vendors are asking us 25 questions. You're asking us 400. What gives? Like you're a transcription service or you're a vending machine service for our office or you're giving us ping pong balls because we're forcing people on prem and saying, hey, we have ping pong tables or something like that, right? I think it begins organically and just actually talking about it. But on the other hand, maybe technology can catch up. I've seen a lot of companies kind of in the VRM startup space, right? Using things like, you know, natural language processing, which is, you know, a way for computers to understand intent and speech and text and interpret it. I've seen a lot of work done on training corpus, which is like a NLP, natural language processing technical term of whatever subject matter they're covering, meant for third-party risk. So you could give it your policies, give it your SOC 2 type 2 report that you got from an insurance firm, give it your you know CSA star level two attestation, and then it will extract all the information from it and fill out these questions using a bot or a Q&A service or something like that to at least alleviate the work. But I think that's just a band-aid because still the context, the actual risk-based quantification around why you would manage a third-party you know, still needs to come to the front that, yeah, NLP is sexy and it's cool. Using it will help you as the you know person who's being issued the questionnaire answer it faster, but it's still not really getting to the meat of the issue. It's like, what risk does this vendor actually pose, if any, and how do I quantify it in the quickest way and show evidence back to whoever wants to see it? Myself, my board, my third-party auditor that like, yeah, we're actually assuring this you know vendor against the proper level of risk. Yeah, hearing you describe it, I mean, really what we're talking about here is how do we build trust, right? The the issuing entity, the enterprise, whatever, they're looking to understand, like, can I trust you with our information? How do you approach securing what matters to me? And then it's the responsibility now of the vendor to not only answer literally what's being asked, but get to the heart of that question, which is, here's why you should trust me or why you can trust me. And some of the advice that I've heard you describe, I think does that, right? Including pushing back and saying like, well, what's really the mission here? Is it an exercise in data entry? That's not what anyone's trying to do on either side. It's really, how do we know whether or not we can do business together, 
right? Yeah, hundred percent. It becomes this like weird, you know, task stacking issue of like, hey, I don't understand the intent that they're answering the question. Now you, as a person answering it, it's like, okay. And the comment field, if they have one, do I provide a ton of information about the questions? Like, hey, yeah, we do DLP, and here's where our DLP touches, and here's the product we use. And it's like, at the same front, do we want to disclose that we're using X tool? Do we want to even go into this amount of detail? And then in the back of your mind, you're like, well, if I don't go into this detail, they're going to ask me follow-up questions. I'm going to get stuck with this. Or if I don't provide detail, I'm going to be stuck with this, right? Like there's just so much ambiguity. And I think about, you know, the pipeline of people, right? Or let's say you're hiring somebody who's entry level, wants to break in the industry, and maybe you give them vendor risk management as a core competency of something they have to do, whether they're an intern, an apprentice, or maybe an entry level engineer or otherwise, they're going to have that exacerbated times 10 or times 100, whatever order of magnitude you want to do, because they, they haven't been exposed to the industry as much. So no matter how you tackle the issue, there's always going to be that you know voice in the back of your mind of like, okay, how much information do we provide exactly? And sometimes they're like, hey, like, yes, you must answer it and make that fill in like required, let's say through using a web portal. And I don't mean to call out these vendors, but you know, just like an example where you could do it like Risk Ledger, TX Group, or OneTrust, right? Where they have their own tools for vendor risk management. And you could, you know, modify the questionnaire. It's like, okay, force to fill in, but that still doesn't really, you know, answer the problem of like, okay, what context are they going for? And and asking questions is actually really hard, right? Like sometimes they are bullying. It's like, hey, do you have a CSPM? Do you have container security? Do you have a VM program? Sure. But let's say I'm working with a vendor that, you know, processes, you know, for whatever reason, maybe they're taking in snapshots from my environment, right? And they're running an S-bomb against Docker registries, something crazy, right? It's like, do I, you know want to know that they have a vendor risk man or a vulnerability management program. Sure. But what I really care about is like, are they, you know, patching on time? What outstanding phones do they have? And then it becomes really an issue, even on the issuance side of like, am I asking too much, both from a third-party risk on the person who's getting the question side of like, okay, do we want to actually disclose this? Why are you asking it? Sign an MDNA. And then also from the point of like, I'm asking these questions, I'm going to have to process the answer in some way. Do I really want to ask that much? So I think as security professionals, we're skeptical and we're suspicious and we're paranoid to begin with. So we'll probably ask for more rather than less. And that's another thing, you know, back to some of the first questions you ask is like, why is this a problem? And I think that whole, you know, kind of social psychological thing really plays in to it. Yeah. Yeah, no that 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 makes sense. That's that's a great way for us to sort of wrap up the this particular conversation and you know as our time here comes to a close is there any uh parting insights or ideas or advice that you want to leave with our audience before we uh finish? Yeah, definitely. So there's one thing I like posting about on LinkedIn. It's kind of a weird hashtag. It's more making fun of the whole juxtaposition acronyms that goes on. Like data SecOps is my thing, right? I believe that the modern security program, you know, the, the revolution will be televised. I think the security revolution will be data driven. And vendor risk is an area that's ripe for disruption. So if you're listening and it's like, hey, I want a startup idea, I want to be the next billionaire and buy the Lakers. Vendor risk management, do it right, you know, kind of in a broad perspective sort of way. But, you know, harnessing that data about who you are as a business, right? That's your job as a CISO. That's your job as a security leader to understand the how to secure your 
enterprise within the context of whatever business that is, no matter the size, no matter what you do. And that's how you could use that for vendor risk, where it's like, hey, here's the areas, here's my threat environment that's applicable to me. How can I issue questions that way? Pushback always, but you know, be empathetic at the end of the day, whether you're issuing or taking these questionnaires, just know that probably people on both sides of the equation are miserable either way for it. And that eventually I think we'll come to a head. I don't think that questionnaire standardization is the answer. I think that, you know, classification of objects being vendors, what they interact with is probably the answer longer term. And that eventually, you know, we will find an answer to it with enough disruption and tech, but a lot of it does lie within the people in the process. I love it. Jonathan, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for spending some time with us together today. Yeah, thank you very much, Ted. It was awesome to be here. You know, thanks for the great questions and I really appreciate it. Totally. So everybody listening, if you want to learn more about what Jonathan's up to or about the podcast itself, just head over to tedharrington.com backslash podcast and we'll catch you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tech Done Different Podcast with Ted Harrington. If you learned something new and this conversation made you think, then share ITSPmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.